Chapter 2 Enough of this conversation had been heard for all the bystanders to know what had gone on, and since there were very few people in Tower Creek who dared to badger the sheriff, and since everyone always wishes to take a fall out of the powers of the law, it was a good hearty laugh from the crowd in the bar room as the sheriff went outside. The saloon keeper, Joe Slade, rubbed his knuckles across his thick, loose lips and laughed the loudest of the lot. I hear you say that you come from Jingleville, he asked. That's right, said Jingo. You know the place? I've got a second cousin of my sister's aunt living there right now, said the bartender. He stays there for his complexion and the shooting. Jingo rested his foot on the bar and called for another drink. When the season comes in, he said, all you can hear from morning to night is the booming of the guns in the hills, as steady as the roaring of waterfalls and the spring floods. That's the way it is when the season opens in Jingleville. The season for shooting what? asked a bystander. Grasshoppers, Jingo stated, and pushed back from the bar. He left the saloon while the uproar was still continuing and went out onto the street. Where is Jake Rankin? he asked a man at the first corner. The man had a sour face and a sour temper. Jake Rankin lives at the corner of Hope Alley and Hell Street, he said, and walked on down the boardwalk. Jingo was pleased. He liked what he had heard, and he liked the set of the stranger's shoulders and the towering height of him. He hurried to catch up with him. Tell me about yourself, brother, said Jingo. It seems like I've met you somewhere, in a dream, perhaps. I meet a lot of people, in crowds, said the big man. It's your eyes and your smile, I guess, said Jingo. They've been haunting me. The big man halted, put his hand on a hitch rack, and stared. All that I can't remember is your name, said Jingo. I haven't got a name, said the stranger. Your parents never able to make up their minds? Jingo commented with sympathy. No, up in my part of the country, they never give names to the kids. They just say you. You're just a sort of a roustabout up there? asked Jingo. That's all. I help out in the kitchen, too and dry the dishes after dinner, and get the mail and run the errands. What's your name, mister? Jingo is my name. That's a good name. Jingle is a good name for a gent that rattles such a lot. Your folks have got you all dressed up in long pants, I see. I dress up like a man once a week, said Jingo. It'd surprise you what a lot of people I fool. I'll bet it would, said the big fellow. If you're through remembering about me, I'll go along. I'm sorry you're not going my way, Jingo said. I thought maybe you were a neighbor of Jake Rankin on Hell Street. Are you going to see Jake on that street? I hear he intends looking me up, so I thought I'd just call on him and save his time. What do you intend to peddle on Hell Street? asked the big man. Lead, Jingo answered. That's heavy stuff for a kid in his first pair of long pants. It's easy to sell, though, said Jingo. Yeah, if you can make the right kind of a talk. Maybe I'll walk along with you after all.
We'll go this way. He turned and went up the street with Jingo. What part of the world do you come from? The stranger asked. Jingoville, said Jingo. Maybe you've heard about that town. Where the pastures is all covered with blue forget-me-nuts? Is that the place? That's the place. They graze herds of suckers. There's always a market for that sort of meat, said the big man. His sour, long, heavy-featured face relaxed in something that approximated a smile. Still, Jingo said, I can't place the right name for you. Some people call me the parson but I never studied for the church, neither. It all comes back to me, said Jingo. Of course, you're the parson. And how long might you've known Jake Rinkin? asked the parson. I never met.